0: Hey guys, this is the Good Daughter Podcast. We're here to help women or people who feel constrained or conflicted by their cultural upbringing. I'm Misha Good, and I'm going to give you my advice on how you can overcome your cultural conditions to create a life on your own terms, because you're more than just a good daughter. Well, I sat down to record, and then I heard my daughter crying, and I went in her room to check on her, and she threw up everywhere, so that kind of threw me for a loop. I don't know if anyone else's kids do this. She's two, and she figured out how to throw up on purpose, and now I think she does it for attention or because she thinks it's fun. I don't know. But anyways, alas, here we are. I originally had a different topic planned for this episode, which I'll explore in a later episode, but I was browsing TikTok and swiping away and somehow I landed in the race religion section of TikTok and honestly, it's insane. Um, I can't believe some of the things I saw. And I just was like, I can't see these things and not make an episode about it because they're just out there crazy. So first and foremost, as I record this a couple of days ago, um, Turkey suffered a devastating earthquake, which also affected Syria. And over 22,000 people are dead. And so while people are pouring in their support for both Turkey and Syria. We must not forget that Syria is under heavy sanctions, specifically from the United States. And this is restricting and drastically reducing a lot of the support that they're eligible for or that they're receiving. So I really hope and pray that the Syrian people find some relief because in the past years, they've been through a lot. So a lot of prayers and love for the Turkish and Syrian people. So as I mentioned, I dove into TikTok and I'm just going to get straight into it. So as I just talked about the earthquake in Turkey, I came across this video, which is not funny at all by any means. And a user whose name was redacted, it was a repost of their video. And whoever reposted their video decided to redact the original creator's name or handle and the original creator said dear Muslims please wake up Turkey does not criminalize gay or lesbian acts and Allah has rained down his wrath upon the people this is crazy the audacity of someone to suggest that God rained down his wrath upon innocent people, innocent children, babies who didn't even have the chance to sin or form opinions yet on homosexuality to suggest that God subjected these babies, these people to such horrific death simply because the country that they live in does not criminalize gay acts is horrendous. How could you say that? I mean, these people are literally still digging their loved ones out from the rubble with their bare hands. We have children who are orphaned. We have children who died. I mean, we have babies whose entire families were wiped out. How could you suggest that this was God's work rather than a natural disaster. I just can't believe someone had the audacity to say that. Another TikTok user, um, this person's handle is Agent of the Way. Now, she says, I do believe what happened in Turkey was a judgment from God because of Turkey's immorality towards Israel and their aggression towards humanity in general. Again, whatever side you're on when it comes to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, that's your own opinion. I have my beliefs on this. But regardless, I don't and I cannot believe that someone, again, would suggest that innocent people died because God decided to punish them for what their country what their government that they have no power in by the way like the people of turkey have no say in what erdogan and his government are doing like let's just be clear i mean even if you think turkey is has been aggressive or inhumane towards israel or if you don't think that it doesn't matter just to have this opinion that god is punishing innocents. Because of what a government is doing, it's just, I mean, come on, use your brain. Are you serious? I can't even believe it. And lastly, on this topic, on the topic of the earthquake, a Facebook user, his name is Arif Butt. Yes, B-U-T-T, as in butt. That is his actual last name. He says, when Allah wants to punish a people, the punishment befalls Whoever is among them, then they will be resurrected according to their deeds. Turkey's earthquake was actually the punishment of Allah, usually in a form of natural disaster, because Turkey is promoting anti-Islamic activities like feminism. Instead of promoting the hijab, they are promoting half-naked Western culture. They are also supporting gay rights and female marriages. They support Israel buying Zionist weapons and doing trade. And also, a known Turkish actress who was known for playing a great Islamic woman, the role of Halima Sultan, but instead she insults Islam by uploading naked pics on social media. And also, Turkey supports America and Europe and never financially supports Muslim nations like Afghanistan, Pakistan, Syria, or Iraq. So we have one person. Agent of the way saying that this happened to Turkey because they're aggressive towards Israel. And then we have another person, a reef butt, saying that this is happening because Turkey supports Israel and does trade with them. I mean, literally, people just cannot make up their minds and they will say whatever they want to support their beliefs, no matter how asinine or like just unaligned to any facts it is. It's just crazy. So those were just some of the few things I saw that I consider to be seriously blasphemous on the topic of the recent earthquake. And then I came across this user and her handle is marriage is halal. And honestly, I cannot tell if her page is serious or if it's satire. She's heavily promoting a book that she has, which is called Marriage is Halal, just like her handle. And she also claims to be a matchmaker, a Muslim matchmaker. And you know, the internet is like completely undefeated when it comes to digging up things about controversial people. So the internet has found that she's actually a comedian and that her husband is also a comedian. But regardless of if her page is satire or if it's serious, you know, she wears a hijab and she's putting herself out there. She's obviously a practicing Muslim. And the things she's saying are just like not good for the religion as a whole. And if you look in her comments, it's actually crazy to see the people that think she's serious, the things that they're saying in her comments and the amount of people specifically men who are agreeing with her and praising her and saying things like, oh my God, you're the ideal woman. I wish I had a wife like you. Or can you call my wife? Can I set up a meeting between you and me and my wife? I need you to talk to her. And it's just crazy. So the thing is that the Muslim community as a whole, liberal and conservative or fundamentalist, they all find her to be problematic. So she has like literally united the entire brotherhood and sisterhood of uh, Islam. So in her post, in the first one I saw, which I literally, I had to watch it like 10 times because she has this like shit eating grin on her face. And I was like, she cannot be serious. But anyways, this is what she says. She says, you need to bring more women for your husband. Trust me. The moment you accept this, your life is going to change. Like, first of all, that's not legal. (laughs) At least not here in the United States, okay? Polygamy is illegal. And although it's permissible in Islam, this idea that Muslim men are like, Encouraged to have more than one wife is completely false. That's not true. They are permitted to have more than one wife under incredibly difficult restrictions, being that they can love and treat each wife exactly the same. We all know that that is impossible, especially in this day and age just off the bat, you can only legally marry one of them. So you can't have multiple wives because right off the bat, you're not treating them all the same. Legally, by the laws in the United States, only one of them has rights. So if you decide to divorce your third wife who you didn't legally marry, she gets nothing. Like, that's it. She's done. And then also, in... Islamic history in the past, this idea that like all the men were married to multiple women, that's also false. That's not true. It was very rare and it wasn't a common thing. So the fact that she's saying that, whether it's a joke or not, it's encouraging a stereotype that is problematic. And secondly, it's really scary to see how many people, how many men And actually some women too are in her comments, encouraging her, agreeing with her, wanting her to like help them or continue promoting this message. Anyways, I have a couple more from her. The next one, which is just a gem. She says, men don't want to marry more than one wife for their own selfish needs. They're trying to grow the ummah and help single women. Okay, first of all, what makes you think that single women are like just desperately waiting for some guy to come marry them? A lot of women, most women who are single, single by choice because they want to be. Because I promise you, they've been catcalled a thousand times and they could have easily given one of those cat callers the time of day and they could have gotten married and gotten whatever they wanted. There's always somebody out there willing to marry any girl. So just stop it. Like, I just. ugh, Another one from her. God, this one, I just I can't even believe. I just hope this is not real. She says. This lady I know, she wrote to me. She found out that her husband was cheating on her with four different women. So do you want to know what she did? She brought these women to her home and she made her husband marry them all. She saved them. She provided them security. Wow, what a queen. Like, no, not what a queen, what a loser that she allowed herself to be disrespected in such a way. And then not only did she allow herself to be disrespected in that way, she encouraged that behavior and she provided those women who might've even known that her husband was married and still messing around with them, these like low-life women, she provided them security, gave them equal privileges. I mean, I just can't even believe that she's calling this, woman, a queen. No, you know what a queen would have done? She would have packed up her shit and left or she would have packed up his shit and thrown it out the door because we don't put up with that nonsense around here. Okay. Anywho, I really hope her page is satire. And even if it is satire, I just hope she stops because like I said, her content is problematic. It gives off a really poor image of Islam and Islamic women. And I'll tell you, like, Muslim women are incredibly intelligent, incredibly powerful, incredibly strong, sophisticated, opinionated, capable. And this lady, this comedian or whatever she is, she's not helping. She's only hurting the religion. So I hope she stops. Anyways, moving on to another side. So I, as I continued to scroll, I came across posts about abortion. And as you guys know, in the United States, Roe versus Wade was recently overturned by our incredibly conservative Supreme Court. And in a lot of states, upon the overturning of Roe versus Wade, immediately the state laws changed to also criminalize abortion. So they were trigger laws. So upon the overturning of the federal law, the state laws also flipped over. And so I found myself on the Christian abortion pro-life section of TikTok. And uh, some of the things I saw and heard, I just cannot believe people actually hold these opinions. So TikToker, her name is Life Unlimited. She says... I'm not sure how you can be Christian and pro-choice anymore. At this point, you are literally on the same side as the satanic temple. She also goes on to say in another video, if a mother needs an abortion to save her life, she is meant to die with her child. This is God's will. This is crazy. For anyone who's listening who doesn't know much about Islam or even Judaism, Both Islam and Judaism permit abortion for the health of the mother. These two users, or this user, it's one person who posted both these videos, and everyone who thinks like her literally have stricter ideals when it comes to abortion than even the Taliban. Let that sink in. The Taliban has more rights for women when it comes to abortion than these ultra fundamentalist Or conservative Christians. That's crazy. And also, just because abortion isn't right for you, it's not for you to put that opinion or that restriction out there for everyone to abide by. There are situations in which women should be allowed to have abortions. I mean, aside from just just not wanting a kid. Women get raped and they get pregnant from that rape. Women find out that their child, the baby that they're carrying, the fetus that they're carrying, has disabilities that they won't survive, that they might die shortly after birth from. Women find out that they're not going to be able to carry the pregnancy to term, anyways, and it's dangerous for their health. I mean, abortion might not be right for you, it's not right for me. I'm married. I'm financially secure. I have two kids. I have a home. I have space for more kids. I have love for more kids. I have the ability to have more kids. But just because it's not right for me doesn't mean that that's something, a rule that everyone else needs to live by. We need to allow people freedom and the right to make choices for their own lives, for their own bodies. It's not hurting you. Anyways, moving on. From that topic, which I know is very touchy in this world. So I came across another user. His handle is Coaching, and he is a ultra conservative Muslim man. And he says a lot of things that I find to be really problematic, but I'm just going to focus on like two of his videos. So the first one says, Women really should not be active on social media and should not post themselves under any circumstances, even if they're covered. Like, why can't they just use a black screen and subtitles? Why do they need to show their faces? Even if they're sincere, this is fitna, meaning it's haram or like not allowed. So why can't women be on social media? Like We're allowed to be out in public. What's the difference? What's the difference being on social media and being out in public? And also, if you have a problem with seeing women on social media, why are you on social media? Why don't you get the fuck off of social media? Why don't you get off? So it's okay for you to do things that are unpermissible, but it's not okay for women to do it. I mean, what? Okay. So then also if all the Muslim women decide to get off social media, what about all the other women? What about the Christian women, the Buddhist women, the atheist women, the agnostic women, the Jewish women, like they're all still on there. They're not going to disappear from your feed. They're still going to be there. You're still going to see them. And oh, by the way, what are you looking at late at night? I'm very curious. What are you scrolling through at 1am when you're on TikTok? Mm -hmm. I'm wondering. Okay, another, sorry for that rant, by the way. <laughs> Ugh, this guy frustrates me. Okay, also from this gem of a man. Brothers, if you're trying to get married and you're going to a marriage meeting, ask the sister not to wear any makeup. Okay, what is a marriage meeting, first of all? And why are you asking them not to wear any makeup? Like, Why? What is your problem? If you're having a religious marriage anyways, does it matter what she looks like with makeup on? You're marrying her for her faith, not for like whether she wears makeup or not. It's just so stupid. Like just because she's not gonna wear makeup to that beating, she's gonna go home, put on makeup and go do whatever she wants. So just stop. Okay, so on a whole different topic. So as I kept scrolling, I came to discrimination TikTok, I guess I would call it. And this next video I'm going to talk about, I found it really sad and interesting because it touches on the topic of colorism, which affects a lot of cultures and communities. And colorism isn't really thought of when we think of discrimination. So like the main idea of discrimination, in my opinion, when we think of discrimination is that it's like One ethnicity discriminating against another ethnicity, or like one religion discriminating against another religion. We don't really think of colorism as discrimination, but colorism is interesting because it's usually a form of discrimination that exists within one community or one culture or one ethnicity. So, like in a lot of communities, a lot of ethnicities, a lot of cultures, fair skin, light eyes are seen as more desirable or more beautiful than dark skin or dark eyes. And that is kind of bizarre because I'll tell you from my own perspective, I have one daughter who is very tan and has brown eyes like me. Then my younger daughter is very fair and has blue eyes. She looks like her dad. My husband is white. And so I'm interested and also nervous to see what their experience is going to be like when they grow up. They look nothing alike. And in high school, or when they're, you know, when people see them and go, Oh, your sisters, like you guys look nothing alike. And I'll tell you, my little one, my blue-eyed baby, members of my family, members of the community, just people, random people. They always comment on how beautiful she is. And she is beautiful. She is beautiful. And they always comment on how amazing my older daughter's personality is. And my older daughter has an amazing personality. So does my little one. My older daughter is also gorgeous. I think she is stunning. I think both my daughters are stunning. They are so different, yet they are so equally beautiful. Sometimes I feel like the world doesn't think so. But anyways, on to this video on colorism. So this TikToker, I'm not going to give you her handle because she didn't say anything that was bad or insulting or vulgar. She experienced something. So I just don't want to put her handle out there. So she said this. My mom told me that I should start using bleaching creams and soaps on my three-year-old because she's dark skinned. And members of our family always compare her to my cousin's daughter, who is also three but is very fair-skinned. My mom wants everyone to talk about how beautiful and fair my daughter is the same way they talk about how beautiful and fair my cousin's daughter is. She doesn't want to have a dark-skinned granddaughter, and she wants me to do something about it. So this is crazy because as a mom... I think we don't even really know what our kids look like because we just love them so much. We're just blinded by love. And no matter what they look like, we think they're the most perfect human beings in the world. And honestly, my girls are like nobody can tell me otherwise. And I'm sure all the moms listening feel the same way. So as a mom, I can't imagine how hard it is to hear that your mom doesn't think that her grandchild, your child is beautiful simply because she's dark-skinned. Why is skin color and being fair-skinned or dark-skinned, why is this even a conversation? And it's so weird because my husband said this last night, we were talking about this video, and he said, it's so weird how everyone or all these cultures and ethnicities, they want their kids or they want themselves to look white and fair skin. And he's like, but us white people, we want to be tan and we go get spray tans or we go lay out and we tan, we put bronzer on. He's like, we want to look like you guys. And he's like, so why do you guys want to look like us? And even my mother-in-law, she always says like, oh, I'm so glad Natasha got your skin. Like, I'm so glad that, you know, your daughter is tan like you. And then she's like, I hope Jordan gets tan like you too, my little one. My older one is already tan like me. My little one isn't. And, you know, it's so strange that also I'll say, you know, my husband brought this up and it's an interesting topic and I hope I word it right. He said, the world is so angry at, white people these days and rightfully so. And I wish that they would look at what has happened in the past and the wrongs that, you know, European through colonialism and the first Americans through slavery, like the wrongs that were done and recognize that even those beauty standards that Europeans, those Eurocentric beauty standards that were put out there, those are also wrong. So, like, you can recognize that imperialism, colonialism, slavery, all the practices of the whites, right, of the white folk, like, those were wrong. But also add to that list those beauty standards. Those are also wrong. Um, I hope that makes sense. I might not have worded that perfectly, but essentially, no matter what your skin color is, no matter what your eye color is, you are beautiful, Whether you're fair, whether you're dark, whether you're brown eyed, blue eyed, green eyed, hazel eyed, it doesn't matter. So yeah, it just colorism is a really interesting topic and it's not thought of that often when it comes to discrimination. Okay, so this one is really interesting because this user, her name is Amina Mouse and she posts a lot about her family and how she's been disowned and kicked out. And so in her videos, she usually starts with my parents were really religious and that caused me to live a double life, which I totally get. Okay. My parents, the behaviors of my parents also caused me to live a double life. So I can totally relate. And so she talks about how she moved away to university and her dad called her one day out of the blue. And he was like, you're going to drop out of school, whether you like it or not. And I'm coming down there right now. I know everything you've been doing, blah, 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 blah. He shows up at her school and he's like demanding to go in her dorm room and I don't know, find something probably like clothing that he thinks is inappropriate or whatever that he wouldn't want her wearing. But she refuses to let him in her dorm. So he drove off and she hasn't seen him since. It's been like three years since she's seen um, her family. So she posts a lot. She posts like episodes about what her life was like growing up with strict parents and what it's been like since she's been disowned and, you know, how she's had to like find her way financially and this and that. But another user, a creator called Blues for the Horn, who is a singer, by the way, and she has an amazing voice. Seriously, go check her out, Blues for the Horn. She stitched Mina Mouse's video. And for those of you who aren't on TikTok, stitching a video is taking a video and replying to it with your own video. And she says, and I love this, she says, stop blaming religion for parental abuse or misogynistic members of your family. Islam is not misogynistic or controlling. It actually gives women and children rights. Some people mix their culture, which can be misogynistic or controlling with religion. We really need to start reframing the narrative around religion. And I love this take. I completely agree. My own interpretation of religion falls within these lines. I know a lot of people, like very conservative Muslims or fundamentalist Muslims, will disagree with me and say, like, you're not allowed to interpret religion your own way, but I do. Okay. I interpret it to so that my social beliefs and my religious beliefs can coexist because that's important to me. And there are a lot of things about my religion that I completely love and give me so much peace. And then there are some things that other people say or that are written and my interpretation, I take it my own way in a way that works for me and for my social beliefs and the way I want to raise my kids and the way I want to live my life. So I totally agree that Islam gives women rights. It also gives children rights. I totally agree with that and I don't believe that there's anything in Islam that encourages parents to be abusive to their kids or to do the things that Mina Mouse's parents did to her. This is another take on religion that I really 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 love and i think it can be applied to every religion not just islam so this tiktok user his handle is mediocre brown boy and he says the haram police are actually the ones pushing people out of the religion and they are the ones deterring people from joining they complain about feminism liberalism and every other ism And they say that these are the things that are ruining their religion when actually it's them. They abuse and harass in the name of religion. They show no compassion as if they too aren't sinners, as if we all aren't sinners. They make you lose hope in religion. And without hope, there cannot be real faith. I love this take. I think that the... Haram police, or the people out there who are constantly judging or pointing out the things you're doing wrong or the opinions that they hold, which make them see you in a way that you're not doing things right, that you're not being a good Muslim or a good Christian or a good Catholic or a good Jew or a good whatever. That's for nobody to decide. You know, that's between you and God. Like, we all have our own relationships with God. If you believe in God and if you don't believe in God, that's your choice. And if we all spent less time judging each other and just spent some more time getting to know one another, getting to understand one another, maybe we'd get along more. The problem that I see is that everyone thinks they're right, and nobody has the ability anymore to sit on the opposite side from someone with an open mind. You already think you know everything. You have no ability to see the other side. And that is why a lot of people leave the religion, judge the religion, won't join the religion, or hold negative opinions of the religion because of the select group of people. To wrap up this episode, this one is my favorite. It has nothing to do with race, religion, or really heavy social topics like abortion. But I literally just could not believe the audacity of this guy. And honestly, I couldn't tell what he was, to be honest, or like <laughs> or anything like that. He was just some Looney Tune. His name was also redacted because his video was reposted by someone else who did redact his name. And he says this: A lot of women are in their 30s and still unmarried. And what men need to understand is that women age like milk. Okay, first of all, no we do not age like milk because we're getting botox, we're wearing our sunscreen, we're using retinoids. So miss me with that BS, okay? And also, what makes you think that women in their 30s even want to be married? They're just getting started. Maybe they don't ever want to get married. Maybe they do want to get married. Maybe they want to wait till they're like 35, 38, 40, I don't know. Why do you care? Like why do people care so much about what other people are doing? And specifically, why do men These men, not all men, just these men, these alpha males, these Tate, Andrew Tate types, whatever they're called, what are they called? Top G's. Like, why do you guys care so much? Like, if we want to work, if we want to have our own money, if we want to split the bill, if we want to pay for the bill, if we don't want to pay the bill, I don't know. Like, none of it. Like, why do you care? Just mind your own business. Leave us alone. We don't like you guys anyways. Okay? Anyways, that's all for me today tiktok is wild twitter is wild guys stay safe out there the internet is insane have a good night thank you for listening to the good daughter podcast with me misha good if you've enjoyed today's episode and it has helped you think about how to deal with your cultural conditioning and family expectations please subscribe to the show and i'd love to hear from you so send me a dm on instagram at the good daughter podcast thank you